This, this is the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on air, online, on mobile, and on your smart speaker. Please subscribe at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Now, here's the host of Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast, this is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is our Auto Expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with Truck Girl Jen. I made a horrendous mistake today. Uh, It was Jen's birthday (laughs) in the week. And so I got up early, I took a shower, I headed out to the coffee store, and I purchased coffee. So when she arrived, she would have coffee. And then when we left for the station, we stopped at the coffee store and got coffee, and now she is completely unmanageable. She's like way too much. No. And she's like in the chair doing the little dance and rotating saying, I can because it's my birthday. I can because it's my birthday. <laughs> That's right. Calm yourself down, no, lady. No, I want to be hyper excited, Jen, for the show today. <laughs> It'll wear off this. Uh, in about an hour's time, there's going to be a massive coffee crash. Well, not to mention I had, you know, t- two cups before I came to your house this <laughs> oh, morning. <laughs> I think in some places that can be considered an overdose. No, I love coffee. Yeah, I don't. Not when you have too much. <laughs> it's like, and this, and this, and, this, and that, and this, and well, that, and okay. this, and that. And I'm trying to talk, on the fo- I'm trying to ha- talk no. to some of the guests on the no. phone about coming no. on the show. And all Jen is no. doing is like, and this, and that, and this, and that. I, I'm I like, have, calm down. Because I have a five-minute window to get your attention before the show. I want. I can never get your full attention. So that is why I'm like, look, 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 look. Help. I, I have to prepare too, Jen. <sighs> if we're going to talk intelligently about cars, which is a far stretch of the imagination anyway, <laughs> I have to prepare for that. <laughs> On today's show, uh, Dawn Pichoki. Pichoki. Let's see if we get it right. Pichoki. <laughs> she is a Ford F-150 outfitter manager, which sounds like she provides the outfits for the people who work at the F-150 plant but no she's going to talk to us about the 2021 ford f-150 hybrid engine we're going to talk sports cars with aston martin dan sherman is the product planner for the americas and we want to find out all about the brand new vantage roadster which looks unbelievable yeah i love it uh Mm. jennifer engel the aviator brand manager from the lincoln motor company is going to talk to us about the grand tourer all-wheel drive i'm not going to say this in the interview but just to let you know i left the window open last night of the grand tourer at my house. Mm. Let's just say the passenger seat is extremely soggy right now. We're going to be out there with a hairdryer for <laughs> the rest of the day <laughs> trying to dry that out. Uh, Mike Cordell joining us uh, about RVing this year since there's no flying for a lot of family vacations. Uh, he's been uh, off to Florida in his RV to experience what RVing has to offer. He'll talk to us a little bit about that. Uh, Brian Colavetti, the National Advertising Manager and Marketing Manager from Subaru of America, is going to inform us all about the annual Make-A-Dogs Day, which is coming up, the second version of that, the second annual Make-A-Dogs Day from Subaru. Anton Warmer, independent analyst and investor. Anton always uh, got loads of information. He'll be telling us about what's going on in the automotive world and 
The vehicle that Sam and I took a ride in, the Slingshot, the three-wheel open-air vehicle, uh, Chris Sargent, who is the vice president of Slingshot, Polaris, Slingshot, one of the two, Polaris makes Slingshot, uh, he's going to talk to us about that as well. And so uh, there's a lot on the show today. Are you ready, Jen? I am. Are you sure you can control yourself? Um, Are you going to be too hyper? No comment. Just No comment. Can we just throw the rest of your coffee away? No. No, you're no. just a little too much yeah, this no. morning. I am just perfect this morning. I'm actually feeling great. Uh, Ford have announced <laughs> the 3.5-liter power boost engine will be coming in the 2021 Ford F-150. What does that mean? What are the parameters? What can it do? Is it magical? Uh, this is the first real hybrid engine, I think, for uh, a truck. So uh, we're going to find out... We're going to find out all about that. What? Just tell me. Just tell me. Don't wave at me. Just tell me. I said hi, Nick. Okay. <laughs> Are we ready to go? All right. Okay. So uh, we wanted to get somebody online to talk about that, and we managed to do that. Uh, Dawn Pichoki. I hope I'm saying your last name correctly, Dawn, because I'm sure Absolutely. I... Absolutely. I wouldn't be the first person to mess it up, would I? <laughs> no, you wouldn't. <laughs> all right. So uh, an outfitter manager, I- that's your title. Is that correct? I'm the F-150 Vehicle Engineering Manager. Okay. All right. Excellent. Uh, This is a big deal for trucks in America to get a a hybrid version of the truck. So what is under the hood of this new hybrid F-150? Absolutely. um, I'm very excited, right? This is a 3.5 liter power boost. It's our 3.5 EcoBoost mated with our full hybrid um, transmission. It uh, delivers 430 horsepower and 570 foot-pounds of torque. It can tow 12,700 pounds. We've got 2,100 pounds of payload, and um, we'll be um, delivering great fuel economy. So this is pretty much uh, everybody in the truck industry uh, who likes... Uh, pickup trucks, all the Americans, we know the F-150 is the number one selling pickup truck in America, number one selling vehicle, period, in America. And we know everybody loves the idea of power and usability and capability. But hybrid sort of being something, or power boost options have been something people have sort of shied away from in the past because they haven't been as capable as the gasoline or the diesel versions, but you seem to have turned that upside down on its head and made a vehicle that is capable. Absolutely, and that's the exciting part. Um, You're absolutely correct, Nick, in terms of people typically would think of a a hybrid engine as just a fueler, right? And the exciting part about this powertrain in an F-150, it is built Ford Tough. It will deliver um, the, the towing numbers, 12,700 pounds, 2,100 pounds of payload, and fuel economy. So it's truly an and solution, an and powertrain with no excuses. So how does this work? Does it use, uh, it, does it have a 48-volt system or does it have a battery reserve? How does the, how does the power boost work? We have a um, 1.5-kilowatt lithium ion battery, 48-volt uh, uh, battery. It's actually packaged nicely underneath the uh, bed of our pickup truck. Oh, excellent. So you don't lose any cabin interior space as well. Has, has, this, been a long, has this been a long time coming? Have you guys been, been working on this for several years? Because it sounds like the sort of project that would take an awful lot of bending of the rules to, to, to make this actually work. 
Um, we uh, we always are planning our um, generation of vehicles, right? So it's 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 an evolutionary um, powertrain. Um, we plan all of these um, types of items um, in in the um, in advance before we implement them into a vehicle. Uh, now, let me ask you this. Uh, do you think that there's going to be a huge uptake in this? Because tr- truck guys typically are not the sort of people that bend their ear towards uh, hybrid or bend their ear towards vehicles that have uh, support of an electric uh, p- a vault system inside their truck. They tend to be about raw power, that sort of thing. Do you think that this is going to be uh, taken up and, and the flag carried by the guys who love trucks? Or do you think this is a new market of people that is going to be interested in, in using this and, and buying this engine in the F-150? You know, I, I think it's an it's a little bit of both, right? I worked on F-150 when we tr- when we first introduced the EcoBoost powertrains, right? So, a huge paradigm shift from your a traditional V8 um, to a boosted V6 powertrain that um, delivered actually more horsepower and torque, right? That was at that time our biggest um, powertrain. I think you'll see similar type trends, right? It's something that will be a bit um, new to the industry, um, but again, we've mated it with our 3.5 liter EcoBoost uh, powertrain, which has been um, proven. It's one of our high volume um, engines, and uh, the other added benefits that you get with the hybrid, uh, not only the fuel economy, but the other amenities with uh, Pro Power on board will be another delight for the customers. It sounds uh, like a lot of fun. Uh, I'm interested to actually see a fuel economy numbers been released, or is that something that uh, we still have to wait for? Uh, you're going to have to wait. Um, we're and, still in certification process, right? And and but we're expecting it to be uh, better than the, the regular EcoBoost, right? We would expect that. Yeah, I would too. I'd hope so. I'd hope so. There'd be a reason for, <laughs> for doing this as well. Um, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it, the, the, the engine and the opportunity to have the engine in this vehicle. When uh, are we likely to see these arriving in dealerships? When can people go to their local Ford dealer and test drive this new vehicle and have the option to buy it? Because it seems like we've been waiting forever for the new F-150 to come. Is this going to come around the same time? or is it going to come a little bit later than the regular engines? Well, the uh, exciting news is that we're actually building um, our brand-new F-150s now. Um, We can put orders in, and um, the uh, uh, hybrid will be available uh, in the fall along with the rest of our powertrains. All right, that sounds extremely exciting. I'm keen to uh, to find out if it's as uh, exciting to drive as it sounds like it's as exciting to learn about. Uh, Dawn Pichoki, thank you for talking to us about the brand new F-150 hybrid engine, which is under the hood of the new F-150, which comes this fall. We might even convince Jen to drop her big V8 engines and uh, <laughs> do something a little more environmentally sensitive in your trucks, Jen. That's what I would hope that you you might do no 
It's going to take a lot of it's convincing. It's my birthday. I can have a V8 engine. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. It's my birthday. All right. Still got loads to come on the show. And don't forget, if you want to listen to previous episodes of the show, you can do that at OurAutoExpert.com. You can also see our TV videos and all the cool TV pieces we've done. And by the way, thanks for friending me on all the social media platforms. As everybody does after the show, I get loads of friend requests. You can go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Our Auto Expert. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Catch up with previous episodes of the show. Our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all the past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. Love me a little bit of Aston Martin. Got to drive the regular uh, Vantage at one point. Uh, had a really good time doing that, but... Uh, there's a lot of exciting Vantage news, and joining us from Aston Martin is Dan Sherman, who is the product uh, planner for Aston Martin for the Americas. Uh, do you, Dan, do you get to choose things like the colors and uh, wheels and how they look, and are you responsible for making them sparkly and uh, appealing to the American audience? Yeah, essentially, that's, uh, that's a big part of my role. Certainly, um, also getting just the, the voice of the customer in all of its uh, in all of its facets. So whether it's the the design, whether it's um, the kinds of functionality that we need the car to have, the luggage space requirements, the um, the way that the car drives, um, it's my responsibility to make sure that the cars are best suited for our market. What uh, what do Americans like that uh, people in the rest of the world don't like, uh, color wise and sort of uh, trim wise? Because we like we used to be that Americans didn't like uh, they liked cup holders and the Germans didn't and things like that. But uh, is it pretty much uniform? It's just a very fine tuning, or are there some things that can, you can get away with in, in America that you can't in the rest of the world? You know, there, there's certain fine tunings. Um you know, certainly, uh, like especially in the color spectrum, um, we still, you know, we see a lot of black, white, silver, and gray across the world. But certainly, in different areas, you'll find different levels of boldness. And in America, we can tend to be more bold than certain other areas. You're going to see less greens here, for instance, than say in uh, Great Britain. Um, but where you really also see some of the differences is that we'd like a really outgoing sports car. Um, we'd like it to look and feel um, louder and more bold than, say, they do in Europe. Um, and uh, I think that's one of the things that, that makes the Vantage really appealing in the U.S. is that it's probably our most outgoing design to date. Uh, oh, those crazy outgoing Americans who like uh, loudness. I, I tell you, if I'm going to pay uh, this sort of money for a beautiful sports car, I want my neighbors to wake up when I started at 6 exactly. o'clock in the morning. <laughs> that's, the, that's what I want. Uh, by the way, the blue that I'm looking at, the, the new Vantage Roadster, and you have video on your website, the, uh, the blue that you have uh, is amazing. And I remember going to uh, drive the DB11 in, uh, in Italy uh, about three, four years ago, and you had a paint made out of glass which was unbelievable. Yes, that was the uh, frosted glass blue. We actually do a frosted glass yellow as well. Um, the We have a, a xenon gray color that we've also introduced in the last year that um, is in one of our designer specifications. So for, for this car, for Vantage, we released a few new designer specifications. It's sort of like a collection of color and trim options that we really think appeal to the customer. So the one that you're looking at um, is blue one, but we also do have xenon gray, um, we've done one in yellow, a yellow tang, um, which is a popular um, 
yellow that we've offered for quite a while. But the uh, Riviera Run car is uh, ceramic blue. That's a new color that we're offering for 21 model year. Not too shabby, I can tell you. Not too shabby. All right, let's talk a little bit about the car. Uh, You took the top off of the the Vantage, and uh, you gave us a Roadster. Uh, This, of course, is the perfect accoutrement to any uh, summer in Europe, I guess. Naturally, or in California, or in anywhere, you know, where... Uh, where the sun shines. Are designed. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> which, which tends to be most of, uh, most of the Americas, certainly. Um, and we, we do see about, you know, around 40% um, across the board kind of go for the convertible version uh, of this car, at least historically. So we'll see what it goes uh, in the future. Now, um, but yeah, taking the top off is, a, is, is always a, a good call, you know. Let's talk a little bit of that because uh, there are a couple of things that come with taking the top off. Uh, You change the structure of the vehicle. um, That's number one. So uh, presumably this took quite a bit of engineering. And number two is when you do that, you have to make sure when the top's up, it doesn't sound like it's down. It has to sound quiet. That's always, you know, multiple (laughs) layers of fabric uh, is always a challenge, right? Yeah, naturally. So um, one of the cool things about the Vantage, I mean, we already knew we were going to make a convertible from day one. Um, it just takes a bit of time to continue to engineer that. So when we designed the platform for the original car, we had already protected in the ability to keep as much stiffness and as much um, structure to the car as we possibly could going to the convertible where we'd still be able to achieve the same dynamic uh, capabilities that the coupe can do. Um, so some of the things that we did is, I mean, we, we have a really innovative uh, roll hoop system, um, which is uh, it's made from a castrusion process. It's actually a mixture of casting and extrusion. It keeps it really strong and lightweight. We're able to package it in really small. Uh, the structure of the car um, was uh, optimized in the first place with shear panels um, to increase the stiffness of the platform. We've used a, uh, a Z-fold roof, which is actually a different fold style from our other cars in order to keep the um, the stack height and the weight really, really low. So there's only a um, about a, a about a 150-pound difference uh, between the coupe and the convertible, which is you know relatively light for most convertibles um, as a result of that. And of course, we've retuned the suspension, the steering, the modes, everything to ensure that the, fan, the, the roadster drives appropriately for those changes. All right, two two um, important questions with this. A, does it come in a manual? And B, how much is it? A, it does not come in a manual. Oh, now, oh. one of the things... Yeah, and so <laughs> one of the things when we were thinking about this car is that it is a little bit of a different customer, typically, okay. um, than we're going to find with the, uh, the, the purpose... You know, the, the purposeful manual driver, especially in this generation of car when we've got a great ZF-speed uh, automatic... Um, that manual driver is a pretty niche um, sort of person. I'm a manual driver. I've got three manual cars in my portfolio. I get it. It's a, a very enthusiast, you know, go-to-the-track type of offering. But right. those types of people who are going to be going to the track and more likely to be really carving the canyon, um, those folks are going to be going to the coupe. Right. And, and then, that, that and, tends to be and then last question, how much? How much? <laughs> Sorry, one more time. Yeah, we lost you for a second. You. You, you blanked out for one second. Say it again. $147,000. All right. Base price. I'll take three. 
Uh, yeah. Thank you. That's, <laughs> I, I, hopefully I'll get a chance to drive it. I drove the manual in uh, on the Austrian-German border, and that was uh, just blew my little mind out of my socks. It was amazing. But hopefully <laughs> I get a chance to drive it. Dan, thanks for taking some of your uh, weekend out to talk to us. The brand-new Aston Martin Roadster. To see pictures of it if you go to OurAutoExpert.com. Stand by. More of the show coming up. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. This is Our Auto Expert Radio Show. It's where you can get all of your information via social media. Just follow Our Auto Expert on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can start a conversation with us, ask a car question, just direct messages at Our Auto Expert. And this is also where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Um, I usually get a couple of test drive vehicles a week dropped off of my house. I drive them, evaluate them. We do TV and radio segments with them. Uh, we do web segments with them and uh, educate uh, as many people as we can, tell them whether uh, uh, they hit the mark or they didn't hit the mark when they produced these new vehicles. And uh, one that was uh, in my driveway this week for me to manhandle um, and uh, put it through its paces was the brand new Lincoln Aviator. Uh, Jennifer Engel joining us from uh, Lincoln. She is the brand manager for the Lincoln Motor Company, the Aviator and the uh, Grand Tour as, Tour as well. Uh, first of all, Jennifer, uh, good job. I mean, this vehicle is amazing on the inside and out, uh, especially uh, the inside. It is, uh, it's just like, I, I almost feel like I'm in an Englishman's club and I should have a cigar and a whiskey because it's got that kind of very <laughs> stately interior. Polo sticks in the back? Yeah, polo sticks and something. <laughs> Was that the intention, by the way, when you did this, Jennifer? A- absolutely, yeah. Good to be with you guys. Um, so inside, I would say it's all about quietness, spaciousness, serenity, even minimalism. So you may have noticed, Nick, the steering wheel is contextual, so buttons are dimmed when they're not being used. Um, we have that piano key shifter that's tucked away to help save space. And our seats are really where it's at, I would say, um, available in these premium leathers with up to 30 ways of adjustability um, and even massage functionality. So as you're driving, you can be getting a massage. So absolutely. Uh, I would always tell you, too, it makes me sometimes I just want to escape to the car when everything's busy in the house or the office or whatever. I just sit in the car and get a massage and uh, be super comfortable as well. Um, how are the factories doing in producing the aviator? Because they were in, in obviously Chicago, I think, is where the, the factory is for this vehicle. And uh, that was one of the factories that was starting up again out uh, as we came out of the hardcore shutdown from COVID. Are we back up to full capacity producing aviators for America now? Yes, absolutely. Back up to full capacity at Chicago Assembly Plant. Things are going really well. Um, and we're starting to transition now to our 21 model year vehicle. Um, so things are running smoothly. So tell me a little bit about uh, the customer for the Aviator, because there, there's different flavors that you can get. It's clearly somebody who appreciates luxury and design, but there's also the plug-in hybrid version as well as just the straight gasoline version. Absolutely. I would say I would say folks really care about power and performance when they're getting an Aviator. So our standard engine is a twin turbocharged 3-liter V6 engine. For our grand touring, we have dialed that up even further. So we've paired that engine with advanced plug-in hybrid technology to deliver 
almost 500 units of horsepower and more than 600 pound feet of torque. Um, but what's great about the Grand Touring is that, you know, you're looking for that raw, unbridled power. Um, you can drive it as normally with that gas engine engaged, but then you can also use pure EV to help extend your range, uh, which means fewer trips to the gas station, and it's better for the environment, of course. I'm getting about 25 miles uh, out of uh, EV charge out of mine. Is that about normal? So um, it'll it'll depend. Um, according to our official figures, it's up to 21 miles. Um, of electric driving, which is perfect for those shorter errands around town. Um, and of course, really efficient when you're doing um, stop and go traffic to get the most out of it. I am a bit of a hypermiler freak, though. Like I, I know, I, I know when the gas mile, gas engine kicks in, so I keep it as slow, you know, as slow as possible. I don't punch it off of the light because uh, I know it'll use up the battery that way much quicker. So I tend to be kind of nice. Absolutely. Yep. Um, d- driving modes. Uh, you've been a little creative with this. Absolutely, yeah. So we have um, up to seven drive modes. The plug-in, the plug-in hybrid, our Grand Touring comes with seven. Um, but again, we really want for folks to sort of choose their own adventure. So we have normal, we have eco, we have excite, um, which really you know tightens up that suspension a little bit. Um, even deep conditions. So you know if you're driving in sand or snow, um, the vehicle will raise itself up. Um, and that's one of the things I love about the vehicle that you probably noticed is our Lincoln Embrace, how the vehicle can actually lower itself to make cargo and entry easier or, or raise itself as needed um, to help with those drive modes. One of the things I like about the uh, the Aviator is it's kind of ready for the not-too-pleasant road drives that may have bumps and lumps and, you know, mm-hmm. it, it sort of filters out the nasty roads. Absolutely. Yeah, we wanted everything to feel extremely comfortable and smooth. And so our dynamic handling package comes with air glide suspension. So that's going to be standard on our our Black Bolt uh, Grand Touring. Um, It also comes with adapted suspension with road preview, which is really neat. So we fit a camera outside the vehicle that can scan the road up to 50 feet ahead, and it detects the impediments in the road to help prepare the suspension. So the aviator got slide smoothly over them now usually when i uh you know start off from my house and forget to plug my seatbelt in i get a nasty little ding 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 sound that uh, annoys me and tells me i'm being a bad child but uh with the <laughs> aviator uh have you you've hidden uh, an entire orchestra under the dash haven't you Yes, yeah, we put a little mini orchestra in it. So um, you will not be scolded like you're a bad child. These symphonic chimes are very elegant and melodic. Um, so we partnered with the Detroit Symphony Orchestra um, to really replace those harsh sounds so that if you're doing something wrong, you're, you're not feeling like you're, you're getting reprimanded so much as you would in other vehicles. Yeah, I, don't, I feel like almost like I'm being lulled back into the right position rather than being told off, which is, is kind of nice. Uh, but usually because, you know, I'm always the bad guy somewhere in my house <laughs> in my life, so I get shouted at quite a bit. But uh, ultimately, uh, it's, it's much nicer to have the uh, Detroit Symphony play me chimes and play me sounds, even when I start it up. The, uh, the gauges are, are kind of super cool, too, because it's not just these sort of gauges that give you the base information. Uh, you've uh, embedded a thin TFT screen uh, where the gauges would normally go, and it's highly visually uh, graphical when things go from one to the other. Yeah. 
We also have a calm screen, which, um, again, reinforces that sense of minimalism so you're not feeling overwhelmed. Um, and we also offer that head-up display so all that driving information that you might need is reflected onto your windshield so you're not having to look down. Um, really all in our quest to keep things as effortless as possible for our clients. Now, the, the Aviator, the 2020 uh, Aviator is on sale now. Uh, what's the starting price and when can we expect to learn more about the 2021? Absolutely. So starting price for our Aviator is at about $51,000. Um, our 21 model year are already starting to be shipped to our dealers, so they should be showing up um, very soon here in the fall. Um, what you might expect out of our 21 model year product is going to be our monochromatic package. So that was introduced on our sibling, the Navigator, um, and it's recently been extended across the SUV lineup. So we take facets of the vehicle that you know are chrome or black, and then we color them to match the paint. So it's all that same monochromatic hue. Um, so things like painted grill, painted mirror caps, and then we add 22-inch black aluminum wheels. So um, the resulting product is really modern and sophisticated. Um, and then we also have a new feature called Auto Air Refresh, which uses this um, amazing particulate cabin filter, helps to clean the air. There's a monitoring system so you know what the air quality is. And then you can refresh your air um, automatically or, or even on demand um, to help, you know, again, create that, uh, that sense of, of calm and, and, and effortlessness. I have to be, uh, you know, not get too calm. And, and it would have helped if uh, I'd probably driven it to the studio today because Jen had had two Vente coffees by the time we got here. And so she could have done with some calming down. Uh, uh, yeah, but it helps if you roll the window up yeah. so I don't get all wet. <laughs> uh, ultimately, uh, it, it looks like, uh, you know, you guys have done a great job with this vehicle. And interestingly, and this might be interesting for you, um, I test drove one of the equivalent vehicles, which was fully loaded, and there was 130,000, and this tops out around 80,000. So, uh, yes, fifty thousand dollars less than uh, than uh, a German version of this, which I think is uh, it's a pretty reasonable price, isn't it, when it comes to what you get for all that sort of money and what all the features that are available. Yeah, I would agree. I think that I think folks are starting to learn that you know Lincoln has a story to tell that. You know, we can be in the same camp as some of our German competitors, and people are starting to pay attention. So that's the sentiment that we're starting to hear. I love it. All, all of it. I love every ounce of it, too. And uh, we'll be doing a lot more in it over the next week or so that it uh, visits my driveway as well. Uh, Jennifer Engel, she is the Aviator brand manager from the Lincoln Motor Company. Um, we uh, have been test driving the Lincoln Aviator Grand Touring version, all-wheel drive. Um, and I, I'm getting better than they said on the uh, electricity, Jan. It's getting, I got it about 25 miles before it went off. I do a lot of cruising downhill you know, with not using the power and that sort of, I mean, I, I know how to hypermile a little bit and cheat and, mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I don't push it hard enough so the gas engine clicks in. Whereas there's Jen sitting next to me at the light with a big diesel V8 truck and stomping no on diesel. the gas. Oh, sorry, I'm against gas diesel. V8 truck and yeah. stomping on the gas. Mm. You're against diesel? I don't like diesel. Really? They're too loud. Too loud for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like <laughs> to listen to my music and I like, you know, anyways.
Okay. But this is, the aviator's so beautiful. It is. It looks amazing. great. They've done a great job. They did. All right, we've got a packed show still to come. We're going to talk about some of the vehicles that we've been test driving this week, including that uh, Lincoln Aviator plug-in hybrid version, the Lexus RCF. Plus, we're going to talk about how the pandemic has changed car buying. And 61% of Americans say it's not going back. We'll find out about that survey and more when we come back. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Your smart speaker can be your radio. Just say, hey, Google, or hey, Alexa, or hey, Siri, our auto expert radio show. Play them all. And all the previous episodes of the podcast are available. Hours of endless fun await you. I'm Nick Miles. This is our auto expert radio show where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily from our auto expert and ourautoexpert.com. Been driving the Lexus RCF this week, had it out on the roads and enjoying some Lexus performance. Uh, of course, they came up with a track edition last year, which we also drove refresh for 2020 the rcf boasts enhanced performance and updates new uh, 2020 rcf track edition of course offers exclusive upgrades designed for hardcore enthusiasts gen new launch control feature drives 0 to 60 miles an hour in just 3.96 seconds uh, on the track edition uh, for the 2020 model year the lexus rcf coupe is lighter more capable and more eye-catching than ever before a wide range of enhancements expands its performance envelope while the updates uh, to the overall design further refine the appearance of the broad-shouldered coupe uh, new for the lineup of course is that rcf track edition it's a limited production model for hardcore enthusiasts. It blends the luxury and craftsmanship of the standard RCF with performance upgrades typically reserved for exotic sports cars. It has the latest milestone for the RCF performance brand that will continue to evolve as an important pillar of the overall strategy of Lexus, the new RCF and the RCF Track Edition. Uh, particular benefit, uh, the constant development that they've been doing all over the world with Lexus, with with the latest enhancements, these models help further distinguish the F brand by offering fast, durable, highly capable performance cars that rely on a range of technologies to help them make performance uh, accessible to drivers of all skill levels, which can be dangerous. Because if you're a horrible driver, this car will do a lot of correcting and not let you look like a fool or get into trouble. Uh, uh, this car was a challenge for Lexus because they're going up against things like the uh, the four series, the M4 from uh, BMW. They're going up against the AMG C classes. They're going up against uh, vehicles from Audi like the R's, uh, the R4, the 4R, the R4, the S4, the R4, the R4, the S4, the RS4. All of those from Audi. <laughs> Can um, they just have a name? Yeah, they're, they're going. They're going after all of those vehicles, and so the challenge is to make this vehicle comparable, but still keep some of the Lexus characteristics, which include, of course, value for money. So the resale value is going to be high of this vehicle. Durability—that's what Lexus are known for—and uh, also luxury appointments. And they've been number one multiple times with JD Power and Associates reports on uh, uh, luxury cars, etc., etc., etc. So kind of a, a fun drive with that one. I've been doing a lot of TV this week as well. 
joining TV stations to talk about where we're at with uh, COVID. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, a lot of cities are experiencing massive increases in car buying. Uh, up nationally, 5.8% September 2019 versus September 2020, which is a huge jump uh, for sales and probably an unexpected jump as well. Some cities seeing double figures in the increase and then even as much as 34% uh, in used car sales. Luxury cars are about flat, but used car sales have gone up crazily overall in some states. You know, And how has this changed the buying process during the pandemic? Well, I've actually uh, partnered with companies like uh, Capital One from uh, Auto Navigator from Capital One uh, to help people socially distance when they purchase vehicles and to get everything done before you actually head to a dealership, which is a great way to buy a vehicle, by the way, is do all your research online, do a lot of your choices online, narrow it down to three vehicles. Uh, then you can use something like Auto Navigator from Capital One to do a soft pull on your credit. Uh, if you're not aware of how your credit works, often when you apply for a car loan or you apply to be qualified for a car loan, it can possibly hard pull your credit. And that actually dings your credit in the long term, whereas Auto Navigator from Capital One actually does a soft pull on your credit and therefore it doesn't ding your credit. You can find out how much you can actually borrow rather than some advertising rate. You can find the vehicle that you're looking for. This is also an app, by the way, on your phone. You can find the vehicle that you're looking for, and then you can uh, just get all the paperwork printed out and pre-qualify for all of your uh, needs as far as it comes to financing uh, as well. I will give you a tip, though. If you're going to trade in a vehicle for a first-time car buyer, if you're going to trade in a vehicle, uh, which might not work for a first-time car buyer, but if you if you have a vehicle to trade in, clean that vehicle vacuum it out give it a nice wax and buff because if your car is clean and shiny you can get between five and ten percent more when you trade it into a dealership because the car looks a lot nicer um, so that's always a great tip and before you head into the dealership don't please don't buy a car without test driving it first but before you head into a dealership I always recommend to everybody make sure you go and uh, you get you down to your like final three and test drive your final three vehicles that you're really interested in before you make a decision. Don't just buy online. If you buy online, you're asking yourself for for questions. So a lot of times there is uh, still stock available. Um, you may not get exactly the trim level on the model that you want, but the car buying process has changed forever. It's very much social distancing when you purchase a car. But at the same time, the car buying process as well, as 61% uh, of people saying it has changed forever in a new Harris poll. Uh, and they don't expect it to go back to the way it was before that as well. Uh, many consumers are looking to purchase vehicles for the first time this year. Uh, their budgets are tighter. The advice is go and get your financing first to work out where your payments are so you know exactly how much you can look for a vehicle. Be sure you know how much things like insurance is going to cost you. Because if you don't, you might be surprised by your insurance bill. Make sure that you get a warranty with your car, even if you have to purchase a warranty at the time of purchasing the vehicle vehicle if it's an older vehicle make sure you know the cost of ownership if you buy something that does 10 miles a gallon 
um, and uh, you get surprised when you're having to fill it up two or three times uh, a week. It's uh, it's not a surprise that you actually like. So make sure you know what the fuel economy is and how much fuel you're probably likely to use during that week. That all comes down to the cost of ownership. I've owned a vehicle before that took a thousand dollars to get an oil change. Be careful. You're not buying something that's exotic and they have to do a complete engine flush um, before you can have the oil changed. There are a lot of nuances out there. Now, stick to the brands that have good resale value and also make sure you use a dealer that you like. Uh, Auto Navigator from Capital One is a great way to search the inventory, find financing, and get all the tips on uh, buying that you can need. Are you ready to go buy now, Jen? I've given you all this advice. <laughs> I've already taken all that advice. The other, <laughs> the other thing you should uh, remember too, as well, is uh, the manufacturers only have to hold their parts for ten years. You know, within the warrant, that's their warranty guidelines. So anything after that, you're going to have to go aftermarket. So that's another expense you have to look into as well. Yeah, I'm not sure it, uh, the exact uh, time they have to do that, but be careful that you don't buy something that doesn't have parts made for it anymore. Because otherwise you'll be... Like my Camaro. You'll be making them in the garage. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a fairly common vehicle, the uh, Camaro. Yeah, but they quit. They, by law, quit making them after 10 years. They don't have to. So, yes, I'm, like, struggling. But, but I'm, do you, you have had a hard time finding parts? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Should have got something a bit more sensible. Nope. Just saying. Nope. Jen, the least sensible person on our auto expert. There you go. We'll be right back. <laughs> You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Locally created and nationally celebrated from the northwest and the southeast, this is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is our auto expert, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with truck girl Jen, who uh, is celebrating a birthday this week. Mm-hmm. How old are you? Mm-hmm. How old are you? How old do I? Never mind. You have a 38-year-old son? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, I'm 48 this year. Are you? Yeah. I didn't ask you to tell. I mean, well, you didn't I, have I to really tell. I really don't care. It's just a number. I stopped counting, I think, around 30. Okay. You know? So, in fact, I had to figure I, it out. I'm going backwards now. Yep. I hit a certain mark, and I started to go backwards. See, my dad I'm did that. I'm glad you're older me, though. My dad did that, and it kind of got creepy because then I got, you know, I was older than my dad. Well, so he I, was six yeah. when, uh, <laughs> when you were born. Um, all right. Yeah, so anyways. Do you feel, uh, did you have a good birthday? I did. Did I you did. get car presents? Um, no. Or did you get cake? Well, you, f- you got me cake this morning. <laughs> yeah, I got you four cake. different kinds of cake, yes, didn't I? Yes, you did. Because <laughs> I'm not keeping it. It's going home with you, so you've got to eat it. So I, I was being nice to you that you had actually four different styles of cake to eat. So I know. Yeah, they, they basically bake the cakes and divide them in four Fours. and then swap them out. So Which you get perfect. red velvet, carrot cake, you know, Black Forest Ghetto, and a that regular sponge chocolate, cake. Chocolate, 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 whatever. That's, that's going to be the first Black, one. Black Forest Ghetto. Oh, God, that's, that's a great name. My aim in life is just to make you heavier than me. Uh, if you go to <laughs> ourautoexpert.com, you can uh, read all of our reviews. You can uh, listen to this radio show, the podcast. Um, and thank you, by the way, for signing up and also friending us on the show. Um, after the show, every day, I get uh, tons and tons of friend requests. And it's really cool because we're in, uh, we're currently in about 
20 plus markets around mm -hmm. uh, the United States. Uh, I noticed that we have a lot of Florida radio stations, which was really interesting. I'm talking about Florida. Somebody who is vacationing in Florida recently in his RV is the other half of our auto expert, Mike Cadell. Um, did you survive? You, you have a seven hour drive. You're heading home from Florida today and you're driving seven hours in the RV with a family. Is that right, Mike? If you don't think I'm going to go back and play Rewind for 30 seconds, there are two things you never say to a female or ask a female. One is you never ask her her age. And the second thing is, is you never say that your goal in life is to make her heavier than you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So first of all, it's truck girl Jen, not pretty dainty Jen. She beats me up as much as I beat her up. That's the first <laughs> thing. And, se and second oh, thing is I asked her out of being – a j-e-r-k and she <laughs> responded so that's her own fault she could have said how dare you get out of my life well, but she didn't she responded the funny thing is is i can fit in the side of a ram you know those little toolboxes on the side of yeah. a ram bed truck great place for you by the way yeah so <laughs> i'm waiting for nick to you know want to talk about make me heavier yeah challenge truck I, challenge it's like, it's like it's like cook down saturday right like so Jen, I was talking to Nick before the show, and I said, hey, who do you got in the lineup today? And he goes, ah, I got somebody from Ford Motor Company to talk powertrains. I got somebody from Aston Martin. I got this guy from Polaris. And then, and then you know, just to cap it off, I got Antoine Warren. I was like, uh, and I was like a nuclear physicist. And then you got Mike, who's in a car driving north on the 65, somewhere in Alabama, with uh, his wife riding co-pilot, two kids and a dog in the back, and, and, and hey, and not to mention, though, you've got the biggest challenge of them all because you said you were heading towards Delta. Is that correct? Hurricane Delta? Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, so we're, as Nick was uh, getting, getting there, and then I completely diverted him off track. Okay. Uh, we were on a seven-hour trek from Destin, Florida, back up to Nashville, and uh, Hurricane Delta hit yesterday over Lake Charles in Louisiana, and those outer bands are really wide, so we are on the far right band going. So if you were to look at the 65 freeway that goes from the southernmost part of uh, Mobile uh, in, in Alabama and then straight north up into Nashville, we're right in the middle of that barrier. So it's just been, you know, pouring rain, you know, sideways and whatnot, as Nick was saying. It's, a, it's about a seven-hour drive added in. You know, four pit stops for the kids, two pit stops for dad, one pit stop for mom, three pit stops for the dog, and we'll make it there by about midnight. Depending upon how much rain you hit to you and wind, you may have to pull over as well. I've, we've, my family drove through one of those. It's very scary. Uh, and just, you know, people here, people here treat it as normal, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right, it's different for us, though. Yeah. I, tr I trust uh, I trust Mike to take care of everybody. He's a bit of a rough-and-ready outdoor guy, uh, guy, so he does a lot of that. Uh, presumably, you're not driving the C8 Corvette then. <laughs> no, no, the C8 was last week. Uh, I was on with you guys up at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the past five days. So I got home on Saturday immediately, uh, repacked a bag. We left Monday for Destin, Florida, where... Uh, I was down there in five days as part of kind of a, a cool campaign for GoRVing.com. Uh, I've been working with those folks over there, and Nick, you're going to start working with them as well, talking about some things happening in the RV industry. And, uh, it was a really cool experiment. So uh, over the course of nine months with the coronavirus, and I've been on talking about this before, sales in the RV industry are up anywhere from 90 to 300%. Rental sales are up 1,000%. And a lot of companies have flourished in the midst of the coronavirus. Uh, there's a new company that, that we put a test to. It's a uh, app and website called Outdoorsy, and it's it's the ability, it's like the Airbnb, if you will, for RVs. 
So two days before going down to Destin, we had our location, but we didn't have an RV. So we, we put it to the test to see if it would actually work, and it, and it did. So we had a 35-foot, 2012 Kiffin Allegro open road delivered to a campsite for us, and we literally rented it for a few days. And it's cool because you can start with this website at about 99 bucks and uh, for a travel trailer. This, of course, this motorhome we were in was more like a, a Ritz-Carlton hotel. It was, you know, 35 feet, four slides on it, about 250 bucks a night. But it was a cool, a cool test to, to see what could happen. And uh, the folks at, at uh, the motor, uh, the folks at the, the GoRVing team basically said, "Hey, we'll help you try to identify a location." They found us this location. And uh, by the way, that website, I think I've mentioned that to you guys before, it's where you kind of figure out everything in the world of RVs. You go to that GoRVing.com website, they can you know, everything on travel trailers, so how to plug in a sewage uh, system for your RV and all that kind of fun stuff. But, yeah, a great couple days down there until the storm hit uh, about a day and a half ago, and it started to get, you know, just windy and uh, overcast. Now, you asked me, uh, you say that, well, you told us that this was kind of like the uh, Ritz-Carlton of RVs. Does it have a little man that empties the sewage for you? Yeah, his name is Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Your poor son. son. <laughs> oh, yeah. dude, that's demoralizing. Yes. Why, why, why do you have to make Tyler do it? Valuable. Because that's what I had to do as a kid. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Anything you've done, I've done it a thousand times. And guess what? Grandpa made me do it, so you're going to do it. And he's like, he just gives you that look like, man, sometimes it would just be easier if I wasn't a boy. you know and and then and then he hears me say megan it's time for you to clean up you know the the dog clean up tucker's uh mess uh so she they both get it right and this camping experience you know what's great about this is that you know we weren't at a hotel we were you know it was a camping experiment right it was a lot of fun we were right across from the beach gulf mexico we spent a lot of time in the sand uh, but it's great because it pulls your family together every morning, every afternoon, every evening. You know, we're out taking walks, doing some fun dinners. And it's a great way to pull people together. And I love the ability to actually go camping without having to drive the motor home back to the house. So if you want to get into the world of RVing, you want to sample something, go to Outdoorsy and just check it out. You want to do a travel trailer? Perfect. I'll pull one, you know, two miles from my house, or I can tow it halfway across the country. Can a uh, cool way to do it. Do they have a little man that enters the sewage at Outdoorsy? They, they do. It's your obsession, Nick. <laughs> no, I lo- I like I really love the idea of RVing because I have five dogs and it would be just amazing to vacation with our dogs. I would just have to to have educate my family <laughs> to do the it's just not me. It's just not a me thing. Maybe you can pay somebody to do Tra- it for you. I, I will tell you that traveling with, and I saw your your post this morning of your five dogs in your bed. Yeah. Right. We've got one. We've got one. He's right behind me, and every time he sits up, you know, he's breathing in the back of my neck. I'm like, man, sit down, dog. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine five in a motorhome. Holy smokes, that would be crazy. They they would just probably find a nice corner and sleep. And uh, it's it's interesting. I took Sam for a ride in the slingshot the other day, and all he did was sniff the air. He was like. <laughs> So funny. So I can imagine you like going somewhere like Florida and down the coast, and the dog just going absolutely nuts because he could smell every other animal around. That's the fun yeah. thing about RVing, right? You get to uh, not just experience everything on your own, but you get to experience it with the whole family and and the pets as well. 
Absolutely. And I can get used to driving our own car to a campsite and the camper being there. It's kind of nice. <laughs> hey, right. we're here. Oh, I don't have to worry about anything else. I'm just, I got up this morning. I load a bunch of bags in the back of the car and away I went. Yeah, and someone else cleans the RV out. Excellent. You don't have to return it for rental. Right. Uh, although that's one of the privileges of doing what we do. Uh, Mike, how much does uh, does renting an RV cost? Yeah, so if you want to start with a travel trailer, something entry level, that like a bumper pull that you pull behind a small truck or SUV, you're going to be less than $100 a night. So that's pretty cool. If you want to make your way up into some, some big Class A's, uh, you're going to be anywhere from $200 a night up to $400 a night. It just Ooh. depends on what you want and how, you know, if you're looking at a 2019 uh, Tiffin Phaeton or Thor, you know, there's these, you know, and Integra, these are massive 40 foot, you know, dual axle diesel pushers. You're going to look at 500 bucks a night for the most highest high event. Um, but most, you know, most of those that that sweet spot is right around two hundred. Yeah, but but that's for the whole family. Of course, you can read all of the stuff and see all of the videos that Mike does, and there's plenty of our videoing, uh, RV videos at ourautoexpert.com. Uh, Mike Cadell is the other half of our auto expert. Thank you, Mike, for spending some time with us talking about your RV experience in Florida. Um, I'm anticipating my experience. Maybe I'll have to wait until the winter's over. But you never know. RVing up in the snow might be a whole lot of fun especially with five dogs. Stand by. More Our Auto Expert on the way. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Catch up with previous episodes of the show. Our website is ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all the past shows, see automotive videos, and read inside the car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. All right, cars, dogs, you know we love all of those on this show. I'm a car person. I'm a dog person. Got five of the very own. One company that has championed pups and making sure that they are looked after in our world is Subaru and Brian Cavallucci. He's the National Advertising and Marketing Manager for Subaru of America. Uh, Subaru announcing their uh, event called the uh, Make, a, Make a Dog's Day by adopting a shelter dog uh, and helping them out. So this has become a staple of the Subaru brand, hasn't it? Uh, it's really all about saving our furry friends. Have we got Brian? Yeah, Nick, it sure is. Uh, this is Brian. Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, tell us a little bit about how this started and, and why Subaru are aligning with it, uh, aligning with the idea. And then the great picture that you have on your website is all of these, probably some of the most beautiful dogs in the world that are all in need. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you kind of fit. It's, it seems very perfect for a Subaru owner. Yeah, it really is. And, um, you know, Subaru has been a longstanding uh, supporter of pets and animal welfare for, for over 20 years. We've got a longstanding relationship with our partners at the ASPCA uh, and together with our retailers have donated over $28 million to help animals in need. And last year was our first year of ever doing the National Make-A-Dog's Day, which is on October 22nd. Uh, we've now made this a national holiday, and last year was the first year that we did this. And, and the real emphasis, as you pointed out, is, is trying to help some of these harder-to-adopt dogs get out of shelters. These are some of the dogs that are in need of loving homes the most. Uh, these are dogs that are, are blind or senior, 
some of them are deaf or physically disabled or physically challenged. And we really wanted to kind of shine a light on those dogs in particular uh, to try to find them loving homes that sometimes they're, they're easily overlooked in shelters. So we wanted to do something special for them. I know uh, I have three of those out of my five are uh, are dogs who are sort of on their last chance. Um, And one of them, uh, my personal story is she was found in a dumpster in Illinois with eight other beagles. Um, And we we took her in and uh, she had a seizure disorder and she was only supposed to live. We took her in at one and a half. They they thought she would only make it till about seven. She just turned 15 this month. So we're elated with that. And she's quite a character as well. Uh, How many uh how many uh, or how much money does subaru donate with uh, every or help with the with this event so uh all through the month you're making a donation for some of those pets adopted right that, that's correct but but first let me just say that you you must have a uh, a very big heart uh to be able to adopt not just you know, three dogs with special needs, but to, but to have five dogs in your home, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I tried to get a sixth recently and was shut down, by the way. <laughs> I was uh, told yeah, no. Yeah, yeah they, but aren't, aren't, aren't they amazing? The, the dogs that uh, have the special needs, they're really... Uh, so loving and and add so much to your home i'm sure they do yeah well three of ours are actually beagles and uh one of the and and it's interestingly enough on my first car with the dogs was a forester which is absolutely perfect low floor (laughs) nice big and and i had to wait i leased the car um i think in 2000 and i had to wait six months because subaru hadn't quite perfected the dog gate in the back it was the one where the seat belt came came in the ceiling and we had to wait for that to be designed and so uh i i was putting things in the back to stop them climbing over into the seats but i uh three of my dogs are beagles and if you've ever been a beagle owner you know it's a challenging breed to own because they uh they have selective hearing uh they will do anything including chew through kitchen cabinets yeah had to replace my kitchen cabinets uh they are an incredibly difficult dog to deal with and interestingly enough uh my youngest beagle escaped from the house this week she followed me out as i went to grab something from the car and snuck around the back of the car and it used to be the days when you'd been searching for probably four or five hours to find them once they escaped from the house but she's uh she's now 12 and all she did was sit on the front porch until i let her back in the house (laughs) and we realized that she'd escaped too so uh so let's talk a little bit about this um uh, what happens on the 22nd yeah, sure. So uh, as you mentioned, all month long, Subaru and our retailers were having adoption events uh, at our retail locations all throughout the country. And um, as you mentioned, you know, for every dog or, or actually even cat that gets adopted throughout the month, um, the, the retailer is going to make a $100 donation to their local shelter. So our retailers are partnering with local shelters all throughout the country. And for every dog or cat that gets adopted, they're making a $100 donation to that local shelter. And then we're kind of accumulating this on October 22nd, which is our national Mega Dogs Day. Uh, I don't know if you've seen our latest commercial or latest ad that features some of these harder-to-adopt dogs. that uh, We call them the underdogs. And um, so we're really going to celebrate them on that day. And um, that's our, our national... Uh, holiday, if you will, to really kind of celebrate those dogs. And that's the day when we want everyone that has a dog to kind of do something special for their dog. 
uh, if they're not in a position where they can go out and actually adopt a dog from a shelter. Although it doesn't, I would always tell people it doesn't stop them visiting uh, a shelter. And often you can take these, right. vehicle, these vehicles, these dogs for a walk, um, or at least you can go in and spend time with them, which they really appreciate because they lack in lots of human uh, contact as well. I, uh, I will tell you, this is a tremendous thing. And out of all the things that we do on this show, um, I've built several rescue vehicles for different organizations uh, to take out and rescue animals during natural disasters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a very big passion in my heart for this. And I just want to, from from all of us here at Our Auto Expert and the, the 20 radio stations that uh, we're broadcast on, I want to thank uh, Subaru for getting involved. And we will support you because uh, you're doing things that we like. So thank you for doing that. Well, thanks for, thanks for your support and thanks for being an owner. Um, you know, our owners are very passionate about pets and animal welfare as, as you are. So it's a really great, uh, it's a really great thing for us to get behind as an organization. Our retailers do a great job in their local markets and, um, you know, we're happy to do it. So thank you for your support. And now all I need you to do, Brian, is talk to my spouse and see if we can up the ante because <laughs> five seems to be no the, gla- the glass no seat. You have my cell phone number. <laughs> you just give me a call. And is, is Jen on the phone as well? I, yeah. I am right here. You are. So I understand that you're a Steelers fan. I am a huge Steelers fan. <laughs> Hey, Brian. Are we going to have to make it a little bet on tomorrow's game here? Oh, oh, for sure. For sure. I'll call you later. (laughs) You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. This is our Auto Expert Radio Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can start a conversation with us and ask a car question. Just direct messages at our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert is where two million Americans get their automotive news daily, and there's plenty of news that is happening around the world. The Rebel Rally taking place right now. Lots of different uh, girl teams doing this rally across, uh, I think, Nevada and California. Uh, Rivian have a truck there with Emmy Hall. There's also an Infinity. QX80 uh, that hits uh, 1,200 mile Rebel Rally Endurance Race this week. Uh, There's lots of vehicles that are getting out and about and we wish all the contenders luck and hope their navigation skills can get them uh, through the rally at exactly the right time. Amazon unveils a new electric delivery van uh, revealing this van. um, The models will be built uh, by retailing giant Rivian Automotive Inc. as early as an early step forward to getting 100,000 of these vehicles on the road in the next decade. Amazon's last year placed placed in the order the largest electric vehicle purchase in history as part of the plan to uh, estimate around, uh, I say, 2040, I think they're looking at, to replace all of their gas vehicles. It aims to be the first vans on the road delivering packages next year. The vehicles which Amazon showed off in a video and a blog post on Thursday is one of three models that Rivian is building for Amazon. It comes with exterior cameras capable of providing a 360-degree integrated uh, Amazon Alexa voice and uh, also three levels of shelving for packages in 
in the back. The blog post didn't include key details such as the vehicle's cargo capacity or the name, but Amazon spokesperson said the van can travel as far as 150 miles, which is about 241 kilometers, on a single charge. It looks uh, quite futuristic with little round Rivian headlights, small wheels, but of course the big blue Amazon, uh, I guess, logo across the side and also uh, Amazon lit up at the front across the vehicle. It's all all branded as an Amazon vehicle. That's kind of interesting to know that your packages will not only be delivered by drone, but also, uh, which Amazon is hoping to do in the future, but also by electric van. Uh, there is going to be a permanent member of the Audi R8 lineup being the rear wheel drive. It's now in the lineup permanently, not just a special edition. So, uh, of course, wealthy sports car enthusiasts uh, can love the idea of having a rear wheel drive R8, which has been traditionally the mid-engine all-wheel drive vehicle. Uh, expecting to, to go up against vehicles like Ferrari and Lotus. Previously, uh, you were lucky to snag one of the limited edition R8 rear-wheel drives, but those days have come and gone. Now it's becoming part of the regular lineup of the Audi R8. So if you're looking for sports cars that uh, have rear-wheel drive, well, you could be in luck as well. Uh, Ford announcing this week for office workers, they will stay at home. When do you guess, Jen? How long will Ford office workers not go back into the main building? Mm, I don't know, by the end of the year? June 2021. Really? Yeah. A long time, right? I they're need to apply at Ford. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're extending stay at home for all of their workers until June 2021. Wow. That's a bit of a shocker because I think the auto show season is going to be uh, going to be happening past it. And they're going to save a lot of money probably too in, in not having people come into the office. Uh, but I'm sure that uh, they're going to have to stop paying for uh, their IT bills because right now, uh, you, you know, a lot of people didn't have much in the way of uh, Internet. If you if you were a working family, you didn't have kids at home, you probably have just Internet to do things like check your email and that type of stuff, maybe stream some TV. Well, now, of course, you're probably transferring big files to and from, depending on what your job was. Uh, so a lot of those people now not going back into the office until 2021, which wow. is super interesting because uh, I heard this pre uh, the announcement and I thought that must be wrong. No, the factory workers are still working. Well, correct? of course. How do you get okay, new well, vehicles if the factory workers stay, to make factory sure workers staying at home and yeah, not well, producing cars until 2021? Maybe, that would well, be a problem. Well, maybe they switched to computer or, you know, computers or robots or whatever. I was just checking, Nick. Honey, don't disturb me. Jeez. I'm bolting the wheels onto a car. <laughs> Some kind of cra contraption. Virtual reality. Anyways. Yeah, some kind of contraption that you were wearing. Mm -hmm. uh, Chevrolet reclaims the best in class one-ton towing to 36,000 pounds. Remember that they had that big anvil that said 35,000? Uh -huh. Well, cross it out. They now have a 36,000 pound uh, towing capacity. Or, nice. Or uh, best in class towing. Uh, because... I do remember the State Fair of Texas last year, or what happened is that they came out with their big anvil, and then, hey presto, Ford, Ford. just jumped all yeah. over them with thirty, with the uh, with thirty six, I think, or thirty seven. So it's a, it's a race. Everybody's arguing that uh, the towing capacity, but uh, it looks like Chevrolet have reclaimed that now, and uh, they're able to keep the anvil on the back of their trucks. Uh, GMC Hummer Electric is going to be officially unveiled. Can't wait. October twentieth. 
Okay, there's an electric I'm excited about. Is there? Write it down. Just because it's a Hummer? (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I would just want to see what it looks like. Why excited about this and not any of the other EVs? I'm just excited to see what it looks like. Okay. Oh, bless you. I had to sneeze. Bless you. Allergy season. Hmm. It seems to have got, uh, my allergies have got a lot worse. Hmm. Uh, What are you looking forward to most about this vehicle? Uh, I just want to see what it looks like. Well, Chevrolet saying electric mobility is the future of the automotive industry and automakers are uh, firing all of their cylinders. I guess it's not. You can't really fire cylinders in an electric vehicle. Uh, (laughs) uh, New EVs. If they're ready, if they're not ready, well, they're going to be in trouble. GM is also set to reduce uh, the Hummer um, EV footprint or they reduce the footprint of the Hummer but an electric version according to the latest reports of the new Hummer officially unveiled on October 20th via multimedia including an MLB 2020 World Series and the USA's version of The Voice which will Hummer will be uh, getting involved in. The Hummer's brand went defunct back in 2010 after GM failed to find any bidders for the, the uh, the vehicle after the great recession what did you think about the original hummers which version did you like the best the one was great the two was okay the three i could have left at home yeah the three was mm, i like the two i was a big hummer see the two was there was a lot of parts there from other gm vehicles though in the two yeah but i mean just the stance of it and the driving capability and that kind of thing i really liked that look it's yeah, like beefy. Would you buy this, this electric Hummer? I don't know. I have to see it first. I mean, they haven't even really revealed. Well, you're photos. excited about it. I am excited. There is the grill's been revealed. Yeah, uh, some bits and pieces there. If you look at if you look at the pictures that they've revealed here, do you want to look at this? Look, this is what they've shown. Okay, it looks like a truck with a really high. Right, I saw end. that. But to me, doesn't it kind of doesn't it kind of look like a gla- gladiator almost? No, I think it's much with higher. With the avalanche it's bigger, back. too. The Gladiator is much... It it looks very much like the sloping back of the avalanche, right. and it looks very high. The truck is very, very high. But the front, to me, looks like the Gladiator. From that picture. Just from that yeah, photo. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, well, we'll have know. to wait and see what it looks like. I'm super excited about that. Uh, it'll be a muscular design with prominent front and rear fenders. The windshield is raked quite steeply, and the hood is relatively short compared to the rest of the body. In the teaser, they also show dual-toned alloy wheels that have knobbly tires on them and a roof-mounted spoiler, sloping C-pillars, a flat roof, without the roof rails, and a large glass area. I think the whole roof is supposed to be glass of this vehicle. Oh, that's interesting. Is it? That would be interesting for would me. This what it, is this what it would I take hope for it you has, to buy a new truck? I hope it has knobbly tires. <laughs> you hope it has knobbly tires? <laughs> I would hope the tires have some traction on them. As well, like, of course. You know, but the way you said it was really funny. Uh, knobbly tires? Knobbly tires. <laughs> I don't know. Do you see there was a new uh, Honda Ridgeline coming out as well this week? I heard rumor. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's actually quite nice. It looks quite nice. Um, Ridgeline's always a favorite. I'm not sure you could really call it a truck because the Honda Ridgeline is based on the Pilot SUV and then sort of truckified. Yeah. But uh, it is a tr- I mean, it has the bed. It's an SUV with a bed instead of a third row. I think that was a clever thing for them to do. And uh, a lot of people are uh, super interested in that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm into it. Uh, there was uh, also the ID4. We've talked about that. A lot of mm-hmm. video released about that. The new Jaguar XJ came out this week. The refreshed full-size Jag. Uh, excited about that coming to uh, 
to dealerships too. And I was also thought it was funny to see the Cadillac XT5 limo, uh, which is actually disguised as a limo, but it's a hearse. So, (laughs) (laughs) what people do with their money? I don't know. Have you seen a Rolls Royce Cullinan hearse yet? No. No, me neither. I'd like to see that. And I, you know, I got to get them on to explain the Cullinan name. Explain yourself. Because all the rest of them are like spooky kind of names. Yeah, they were getting away from that. They said that. The Dawn wasn't. The Dawn was the first new vehicle. And it was was supposed to get away from the Dawn. (laughs) Rise of the Dawn. Dawn is what happens at the beginning of the day, No kidding. (laughs) In fact, that's one of my favorites by them. Uh, what are we going to talk about in the last segment of the show? Whatever you want. No, we're not. We're <laughs> I'm talk just about, kidding. We're going to no. talk to the vice <laughs> president, Chris Sargent, <laughs> of Polaris uh, and talk about their slingshot. Talk about the little dog adventure you took. Yeah, with it's Sam. So cute. Yeah. Uh, I got, uh, thank you for Polaris for resharing that, by the way, but I took Sam for a, a ride in the Polaris slingshot. And uh, interestingly enough, I got about 6,000 views in the first uh, hour of it being posted on Facebook. So people, if you if you want to see it, you can go to my personal Facebook. But uh, we should I, I'll try and reshare it on uh, our auto expert. It may already be on our auto expert, but it's just super cute putting my chocolate Labrador in uh, the three wheeled uh, sports slingshot version and uh, taking him for a drive. He loved every second of it. Although he was strapped in so tight he couldn't even stand up. <laughs> he tried to stand up when we got back into the house and uh, and and failed. All right, that's coming up. Plus more from our auto expert. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Your smart speaker can be your radio. Just say, hey Google, hey Alexa, or hey Siri, play Our Auto Expert radio show. And all the previous episodes of the show and podcast are available. Hours of endless fun for you and the whole family. I'm Nick Miles. You're listening to Our Auto Expert, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Our Auto Expert and OurAutoExpert.com. Well, um, I was lucky enough to have a Polaris slingshot in my driveway for a few days, uh, just over a week ago. I uh, got to take Sam, Samwise Gamgee, my uh, chocolate Labrador, for a ride, and uh, he enjoyed every second of it. I had to strap him in, though. I know he duct taped him in. I was so worried. <laughs> you know, he's he's like an inquisitive little guy, and he likes to uh, sniff everything, and he's a big friend of everybody. But we put him in one of those police dog harnesses and then, uh, then seatbelt that in, and uh, he couldn't even stand up. Much is discussed when we pulled back into the driveway. But we thought we'd uh, get more information on the Polaris slingshot from Vice President Chris Sargent, who's joining us from Polaris. Uh, this is well, how do we actually classify this vehicle, uh, uh, Chris? Because it's sort of halfway between a motorcycle and a car, right? That's right. And thanks for having me on, Nick. So we talk about the slingshot in a couple of different ways. It's officially registered as a motorcycle under federal law, but we've done a lot of work over the last three or four years to get states to adopt what we call auto cycle legislation. And what that does is enable, uh, in most states, it varies state to state, but enables uh, our drivers and riders to experience slingshot without having to have an official motorcycle endorsement or official two-wheel motorcycle endorsement. So and you hit it right on the head. Yeah, I have one, but I, did, I didn't need one in, in, uh, in Oregon where I was driving it. Uh, but even though, so some places you also can drive it without a helmet, although when we loan one from, from you guys, uh, we, you know, insurance reasons say we have to wear a helmet. But is that the case in every state? That's right. Helmet laws do vary state to state, and, and auto cycle legislation was a big part of that. 
Of course, we always recommend wearing a full-face helmet, uh, as it is an open-air, open-cockpit vehicle with no windshield, no doors, no roof. Uh, and that's part of the excitement of it. Uh, uh, we always I, hear that it's... I was going to say, I no- noticed there's a picture online where one of the uh, vehicles has some sort of roof. Uh, d- tell me about that. That's right. So we came out a, a couple years ago with something we call the Sling Shade. It's a fantastic color match painted uh, piece, T-top roof with removable uh, doors, wing doors. Uh, and it really completes look for those, those folks out there that, that love the, the color splash on top and provides a little bit of shade and protection from the sun as you're out cruising around. Um, I, I like that idea, although uh, uh, the open air uh, is extremely fun with the vehicle. Um, I don't know if you were aware of this, but I was in Indianapolis. Uh, because I do the Fox Morning News uh, stations across the country, I was in Indianapolis recently, and I saw a huge amount of uh, the slingshots in Indianapolis. And this is, of course, a state that gets really cold, and uh, you probably don't want to be driving in open air vehicles uh, from any, any time of now onwards. And I, I said to the guys at uh, Fox, I was like, why is there so many slingshots in Indianapolis? Like I pull into almost every restaurant in the summer and they have one of these. And the guy said it's because the Colts have it in their contract that they are not allowed to have motorcycles. So this is the closest thing that they can get to motorcycles. And of course, once the Colts started uh, riding around in slingshots, everybody else in Indy uh, wanted to ride one. So you have a strong core of buyers down there in Indianapolis. Uh, it does allow it. it does allow people to sort of experience the motorcycle style ride but at the same time not have to worry about putting your feet down when you come to a light right that's right that's exactly right uh and that's how we've had many people who have experience on motorcycles when they get in the slingshot for the first time you realize that you're as you're experiencing the environment as visceral a way as, as if you're on a motorcycle but without all the tension that you have being on two wheels. I don't know about you when you're on a bike, but I always pay attention to every single vehicle around me, and I feel like, who's going to sideswipe me next? And right. in, in the slingshot side-by-side kind of car seat experience, you're as comfortable as, as if you're in a car. Uh, so it's just a very different experience. It's like nothing else on the road. Um, and it, that plus the style and being next to your passenger uh, or your co-pilot, it just gives you an experience like nothing else. One of the cool features, and I think it's kind of funny, and it's very clever that you've done this, uh, is the fact that, of course, it has a full infotainment system. It has a screen. It has navigation, that type of thing. But I noticed uh, I'm playing my music, and the faster I go, the louder the music gets. That's right. That's right. We got uh, the... The, the audio adjusted for speed and road noise. So you can, it'll, it, it won't blow your ears out when you're at a stoplight. You can still hear everything perfectly clean uh, uh, as you're cruising around that speed. I, I was, of course, like to turn my music up very loud when I, uh, in, in one of these vehicles because I like everybody to know that I'm having a good time as well. That's another thing I noticed uh, uh, driving this thing around is there's lots of finger pointing. Uh, you know, you'll come up and so, somebody from the front doesn't really realize it. it looks a little bit like the Batman. I had the R. It looks a little bit like the Batman vehicle. And uh, they sort of it yep. catches their attention. And then everybody's like pointing at you like, whoa, look at that. That's really cool. We hear that all the time, time and time again. And actually, the number one and number two reason that people give us, because we always ask, you know, what brought you into the family? Uh, wh- Why did you buy a slingshot? Uh, just so we can continue to learn and reflect what our customers really want in our vehicles. Uh, the number one and number two reasons, number one is the style, because it's so eye-catching, so distinctive, so polarizing and awesome um, with that futuristic style. And number two is the number of eyeballs you catch as you drive around. 
Uh, time and time again, we've had different people say they pull up next to a Lamborghini or a Ferrari or an Aston Martin, and the slingshots, the thing, getting all the looks and all the smiles and all the points. Yeah, and of course, they're reasonably priced as well. I mean, you can get into them for a lot less money than you'd expect, right? So what do they start at? That's right. So we have our opening uh, at models at just under $20,000, nineteen nine ninety nine, uh, And then it goes all the way up into the mid-30s, depending on how much how much you want to put on there. So we have our, our F, our SL is our mid-price point, and then our R is the top of the line. I think you got to experience the R. Now, and the yeah. other cool thing we did is uh, historically it's been a manual transmission. Yeah. Um, and this year we introduced what we call auto drive, which is an automated manual transmission. Uh, and we got some good uh, feedback from that as well. Uh, in fact, a recent article said it was, the, the author said it's the best automated manual transmission he's ever driven. And that list includes Lamborghinis and Aston Martins. That's interesting. Uh, I I did have the manual, but I'm a bit of a manual freak anyway. I mean, in this type of vehicle, you want the driving experience too. I, I tell you, the other thing I really like about it, Chris, is the fact that uh, if you uh, you know use the manual and you pop that clutch really fast, you can definitely do some burnouts with yes. that back wheel. <laughs> it's as <laughs> as Jen. Uh, I'm. Uh, it had been rained a little bit the morning we were coming to the radio show last week when we had it, and uh, I told Jen. No, we're wiping it down. We put put your helmet on. We're going to take it. And uh, you, Jen, you enjoyed every minute of it. Didn't of course, you? <laughs> I I loved when people got like real close to us too, and I'm just like back away. You could just you know motion with your hands. Back yeah, Jen, Jen, Jen also felt like she could re- she could reach out and slap the person exactly. next, in the car next to her. It was great. That, that's one of the right. great great ideas uh, with the doors. Uh, if we want to find out more, where do we go? Go to polaris.slingshot.com. Uh, also, you can follow us on our Instagram and Facebook channels. Uh, always coming out with new news, fun, user-generated content, uh, images, and things like that. Perfect. Uh, Chris Sargent is from Polaris Slingshot. He is the vice president. And thank you for taking some time to join us on Our Auto Expert. You can listen to this interviews and all of the other interviews that we've had at OurAutoExpert.com. And, of course, it's where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Our Auto Expert will be back again next week. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Our Auto Expert with Nick Mile. Find all the show episodes at ourautoexpert.com. Please follow us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Our Auto Expert. And message us for a quick and witty response. 